0: You're listening to The Rural Roundup, the latest news in agriculture from the Farm Advisory Service. I'm Alex Blott in covering today for Kerry, and to start us off, here's Tiffany McTaggart to fill you in on what's been happening in the rural sector.
1: Today we have an update on Preparing for Sustainable Farming Soil Sampling and the Agricultural Bill Consultation. For those of you who are interested in Preparing for Sustainable Farming, there has been an amendment for those who sample the whole farm in one year. To cater for businesses of actual costs that exceed their annual allowance, there is now flexibility to use the same invoice and in supporting information and claim the remaining actual cost up to the maximum soil sampling allowance in the following year. Supporting documents need to be dated after the 1st of January 2022. All other soil sampling analysis rules apply. Scottish Government are currently holding a consultation on the proposed agricultural bill. Online and live events are being held. The consultation is open until the 21st of November. Have a look on the Scottish Government consultation website for more details. You can find a link in the show notes. There is also going to be a rally at Holyrood on Wednesday the 2nd of November from 12 noon to 2pm to deliver a crystal clear message that farming, crofting and food production must be the central pillar of its new agricultural policy for Scotland. The campaign, hashtag Food a Farmer, also welcomes you to remind the nation through the use of buildings, fences and tatty boxes, as well as bales ahead of the rally. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks, Tiffany. Next up, we have George Charbers and Robert Ramsey talking about soils and fertilisers.
2: Hi, Robert. Autumn is definitely with us. The ground's are very, very wet now. I'm sure. I'm sure it's just as wet down with you.
3: Yeah, I just. I would say, George, you were the man that was crying out for moisture. So it's definitely <laughs> uh, the drought is over, and uh, certainly down here, yeah, we are getting getting pretty puddly. But we've had a, you know, we've had a great run uh, down here anyway. We've had a, a good a good growing year and. Things have been fine. I was so I was out trying to soil sample a few a few fields yesterday for a guy and it's um it definitely is getting pretty challenging. Even just standing up some bits <laughs> it's pretty tricky. So we are seeing a a heap of folk now looking for soil sample, soil advice, nutrient planning advice. Is that the same up the road as well?
2: Yes, it is. Um it all feeds back to preparing for sustainable farming. and it's jolted a bit of interest. Uh, folk have done their carbon audits. They're now getting getting cracking with soil sampling, soil analysis, what have you. Um, quite a lot up here being a fairly mixed area, there, are, there is quite a lot of farmers doing GPS. Um, so they're trying to factor that in, find, trying to find a way to make the scheme work for them. There are still a number, working the old-fashioned traditional system, just taking a sample from each field um so yeah we're getting a there's there's been a few phone calls
3: we are certainly having that same discussion that do we gps do we not and so my view certainly in a grassland context is only if the thing is if we're, if we're perfect already so if we've got the field-based stuff to the ideal position great but i think we've got to at this stage if we've not asked the question you know what stage what what position is the whole farm in where are we where what is php and case st- status across the whole farm and, and find out where we are and as you say george we've got a great opportunity with pre- preparing for sustainable farming to do that for well, pretty much for free you know grant funding wise the the other thing i mean th- there's a huge opportunity there as well for for saving or targeting f- fertilizer inputs which as we all know are a are certainly the, the days of cheap fertilizer appear to be over anyway is there many folk jumping in and buying fertilizer at the moment
2: Yeah, there's a folk are earlier than much earlier than normal. I think folk just want to get things sorted out. Um, You know, grain checks will be coming in, single farm payments have been coming in. Um, Generally, it never never sits in a farmer's pocket very long, Uh, but they're very aware that the fertiliser price has been taking jumps. You know, it, uh, it was starting with a seven, a couple of weeks later, it starts with an eight. Now it's starting with a nine. They're very aware of that, and I think a lot of them just went to get it, get it sorted out for next year and planned out for next year.
3: And, and certainly, our, our message at the moment is that don't expect it to be better in the spring. You know, it's it, it's only going one way at the moment, and we don't have a crystal ball. But there's nothing, there's nothing on the horizon that's suggesting that fertilizer is going to be even back to what it was last spring. You know, I think we, we quite easily could be seeing it. In excess of a thousand pounds, and if you've got the money and got the space, just now, you know, what a, a great time to just take. The, it's almost a strange thing that once you've paid, once you've paid the money, you don't have to worry about it anymore.
2: You no, know, that's, that's that's a fair comment. I think certainly for the arable farmers, we're seeing they can see where the futures price is next year. The start there's some of the, the monsters and that's starting to look at grain contracts for next year, malt and barley contracts, sorry, for next year. And that's given folk a bit of confidence, but it's a completely different set of numbers that they're dealing with now. Um, Go out and buy your fertilizer. It's, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40,000 pounds more than what you've been in the way of paying. So there's going, to have a, there's going to be big implications there. Um, Although there is a bit of comfort, the fact that they know that this should be a decent decent price for their product at the end and, of the day. And
3: are those are those futures all indicating higher prices than this year? Similar levels,
2: I would say. Right. Similar. So for the arable guys, it's it's probably a much easier easier thought process, really. Yeah, they're going to pay more, but they're going to receive more. You're seeing more grassland guys. Yeah. What are they to consider?
3: So I think what we know is empty silage pits are the biggest problem for a business. You know, their lack of forage is a real cash flow disaster if, we, if you're if you're buying silage in the spring and things so we've got to fill that pit so there is a big need in a lot of businesses for a fairly significant input of fertilizer to to fill that pit but what we're what we're also seeing is people who are looking at whole system change as well who, who are looking at um so maybe accepting that we're filling the pit so we need to buy a, buy a bit of fertilizer for that but when it comes to grazing we're getting a lot more discussion about lays and clovers and and getting more diverse species into that sward, try and fix a bit of nitrogen, try and extend the grazing period, and just alter the way we were grazing things as well. So it's almost that green paintbrush we had for fifty, sixty years. We threw it about through nitrogen about, and it probably allowed us to be pretty bad at farming, but we were really good at producing. And now we're having to take that step back to alter the way we do it. And actually, if you look at so the input costs are what's are the big challenges to livestock producers at the moment. What we're selling, so store cattle, finished cattle, milk, are all at near record prices or record prices. So if we can control those costs, and that's so much easier to say than it is to do, but if we can look at the whole system, the whole business, and look for these areas that we can farm a bit better, farm a bit different, do you know there, there is scope in there to to create a positive margin. And the other thing in that is with all those different species and all those different crops that are coming in most of them all have a flower most of them all have a you know bring a lot of diversity biodiversity into the into the area and that's something that going forward i think livestock producers are going to be encouraged to do and rewarded to do as well so there's a big incentive lots of big incentives at the moment to do it not be too drastic not be too don't don't try and do too many big steps at a time but do try and change things a bit and mix it up a bit and, and and see where we go i
2: think so yeah it's um it, it's it's circumstances like these that, that do drive change and um in a similar vein for the arable farmers i mean there's been a much bigger uptake of cover crops and that's been driven through environmental schemes but even those farmers who have now come out with the schemes they are still quite keen to do it because it, it leaves some sort of fertility even so in the autumn it just retains some nutrients, it saves a bit of fertiliser and of course if you stick a cover crop in over the summer, it's, it's giving a bit of biodiversity but it's also building a bit of fertility as well for the following crop.
3: And also you can be really nice to your friend the livestock producer and allow something to eat it as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and There's also a wealth of information regarding soils and uh, uh, fertilisers under the soils section. And this covers all sorts of of areas, including looking at soil structure, understanding soil analysis, and also planning out your fertilizer and manures for the year ahead.
0: We're always busy at the Farm Advisory Service, bringing you timely information, useful resources, and hosting events and groups to help you build your farming network. Are you struggling with recruitment of farm staff? Spending time advertising on social media, but not getting anywhere? The Farm Advisory Service has two webinars coming up with industry experts Greenburn HR and will be covering topics from adverts and interviews through to packages and benefits to help you attract a greater range of applicants to jobs. The first webinar is on Thursday the 20th October and will cover designing a job advert, where and how to advertise, job titles and working schedules and how to approach interviews. The second webinar a week later on the 27th of October will help you to make your farm a more attractive place to work, covering things like pensions, benefits, and training and development opportunities. You can find the links in the show notes below to book. Jeanette Sutherland's back to tell us all about her personal development book club. This month, we're reading Joy at Work by Marie Kondo. The virtual book club is being held on the 27th of October and will be hosted by Mary Jane Laurie, host of the agriculture podcast, and Kerry Hammond, our regular show host. So make sure to book your place today.
4: On the 27th of October, our Personal Development Book Club will discuss the book Joy at Work by Marie Kondo and Scott Sonneshine. Marie Kondo is a Japanese organising guru. Her Marie method encourages owners to discard items which no longer spark joy, promising a clean mind as well as a clean home. In 2019, following the release of her Netflix show, UK charity shops noticed a doubling of donations as many households put her system to work. Chemical and medicine stores are often a neglected part of the farmer croft that cause worry when inspections loom and stress of a key product is missing when needed. How can we apply some KonMari thinking to these places whilst considering the regulations to ensure a stress-free future inspection or some emergency on the croft? What are the regulations? For medicines, you should have a medicine store list, either electronic or on paper, that lists what medicines you have, when bought, their batch numbers, expiry dates, and withdrawal dates. You should also have a lock on your medicine store. For pesticides and herbicides, make sure you have the correct bunding on shelves and containers. Also, ensure you have the correct ventilation, firefighting equipment signs, and PPE. This store should also be locked. Let's now apply some Conmary thinking to see if we can spark some joy in the process. 1. Undertake a big clean out of the store. 2. Look at each item and check it is on your inventory and that the item is still in date. 3. Dispose of any out-of-date items following the correct procedures. 4. Categorize all the products in your medicine store, making sure the layout is well labelled and arranged so you can easily see what you have five use this time to reflect if you have any gaps of products for key times coming up such as lambing and calving why will doing this spark joy you can reduce the dread of future inspections it will help you feel like you're prepared for the things that farming throws at you often when the local agricultural merchant is shut and can reduce anxiety by putting you back in control when you need to add or use anything from the store once you've tidied the physical aspects of the chemical store and medicine cupboard Remember to keep the office side of the record keeping tidy too. An up to date inventory allows you to ensure that you can keep on top of orders and use up products that you already have. Con Marie thinking does not just apply to physical objects. She proposes assessing activities such as events, meetings, and our professional networks by asking Does this spark joy? Marie's enthusiasm suggests that even workaday tasks can be joyful if they help reach our future goals. Write each task that you do on a card or on a spreadsheet. This allows you to reflect on what you've been doing and why you've been doing it. You should have core tasks, project tasks, and developmental tasks. For example, core tasks might be feeding livestock, project tasks might be working on upgrading handling facilities, and development tasks might be training courses such as FAS or taking on new work and learning. Ask yourself if this task is required for me to keep and excel at my job. Will this task help create a more joyful future, for example, learning a new skill or earning income? Does this task spark joy and contribute to more satisfaction at work? She suggests that you stop doing any task that doesn't fit these criteria. Any free time that you make, give yourself permission to fill these activities with things that do spark joy, for example, working out. Hobbies, family time, etc. Also, create a clear space in your calendar for creative time when you don't have any set tasks. This can lead to new ways of solving problems or dealing with tasks. It can be easy to fall into the trap of attending some meetings out of habit or routine. What the book suggests is that you make a list of all your meetings that you attend and think 1. Do they spark joy? 2. Do they have clear agendas? 3. Does attending them benefit me or my business? If the answers to these questions are no, then maybe consider taking them out of your calendar. When you do attend a meeting or event, make sure you give them a chance to spark joy by giving them your full attention and putting away all distractions such as mobile phones. Why will doing this spark joy? Taking time out to look at your habits in life from a different angle is often illuminating. Join us on the 27th of October at our virtual book club.
0: This week I sat down with Amy Burton, Senior Manager at Assets Accountants and Advisory Services, to ask her what's on her desk.
5: On my desk this week, a bit of a mixture, um, so reviewing some VAT returns, some accounts, getting them out in draft format or finalising accounts um, to do for tax returns, doing some uh, farmers' averaging calculations um, for tax returns to try and get them submitted as soon as possible. That's a few of the things I'm working on this week. I grew up in a farm in Fife, uh, between Aberdeer and Crossgates in Fife, on a dairy farm. Um, so that's probably the main reason um, why I ended up in the rural sector. Maths was my favourite subject at school, and I didn't really know for sure what I wanted to do, but um, I went on to do accounting and did work experience um, with Campbell Dallas at the time, which is now ex, um and I've been there ever since. Um, So working with rural clients, the main thing I like about that is probably just having that connection to the the rural community still, still being connected uh, with those farming families and being able to give something back to them, trying to help them in any way I can with accounts and tax advice. So the uh, farm in Fife, I grew up on the dairy farm, um, so family farm a uh, run by my uh, dad and brother and my mum and a uh, brother's wife and so I just helped out when I was living at home and when I was home at weekends and things from university whatever that involved could be anything <laughs> um, but uh, yeah my main main thing now is uh, going back home to help with shows um help with the preparation of shows um, so the main aspects of work that I enjoy is really, yeah, just solving uh, problems for clients, I suppose. Um, just generally trying to give them advice or make things easier for them, uh, make things more efficient if that's just general bookkeeping help or advice or if that's um, being more tax efficient, trying to save a wee bit of money if that's cash flow and help with any um, sort of succession advice and anything else that comes up along the way. Um, so outside of work, probably my main hobby is uh, field hockey. Um, so I play for Kinross Ladies. So I started... Uh, playing hockey when I was at university in Strathclyde. Yeah, they had two teams at the time, I played in the second team, and then slowly, hopefully got better uh, <laughs> throughout the years, and now play at a slightly higher level than I did back then. Um, so yeah, that's probably my main hobby outside of work at the moment. Um, and in terms of other interests, um, yeah, probably country music is a big one, uh, growing up in the the farming world. Um, and yeah, just country music is uh, seems to be on the up in the UK anyway. Um, so yeah, I like going to uh, festivals and concerts. Yeah, so if anyone wanted to uh, either come work for Azets or um, benefit from the services that Azets can provide, um, they can uh, just contact me directly. Um, I think my LinkedIn link is shown below in the show notes and yeah, we'll be able to help you with whatever you need. Uh, accounting advice, tax advice or any of the, the little or more complex things. We'll try and help you with whatever you need.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Raw Roundup. Kerry will be back with more in a fortnight.